Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I'm your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm privileged to welcome a very senior educator, a multifaceted entrepreneur, and a fellow member of the YPO, Mr. Vishal Anand. Vishal, welcome to the show. It's my pleasure to be at your show. Thank you. Vishal is the Pro Vice Chancellor and founder of Shulini University in Himachal Pradesh, India, which is a well-known university. He's also the Managing Director and CEO of RNA Vax Bio and Anand Investments. He's also a Director of Penn Pandit Media Services, Shulini Life Sciences, Barn Hospitality and Retail. And as I mentioned in my introduction, he's a fellow member of the YPO. Vishal, what a pleasure it is to speak to you today. So you've got so many different things to talk about, but today let's talk about two areas. One is education and the other is investments. And we'll come to your RNA VAX work that you are doing at another time. We'll schedule another conversation with you. Absolutely, anytime. So let's start by saying that, give me a little background of how you started Shulini and why did you go into education? Absolutely. So Ashutosh, uh, uh, hi guys. I'm basically based out of Himachal and a small town called Solon. I was born and brought up there, went out for my education, but always wanted to come back to the mountains and bring the best to the mountains. So as fate would have, this very senior professor, Professor P.K. Khosla, mm-hmm. he had spent his entire life in academics. He is an ex-Oxford guy and had just retired. Mm-hmm. And he had sketched something on his desk which was to build a research-based platform for the Himalayas. Mm. And we got talking and uh, I said, and I was starting out my career. Mm. I said, uh, so I would love to partner in this initiative Mm. because the government was really not taking off that initiative. Mm. So he and I, I think uh, within a minute, this was destined, decided to uh, go ahead and see this research-based platform uh, in the mountains. As uh, luck would have it, the government believed in us. Uh, Mm. Both the then chief ministers, Raja Veerbhadra Singhji and uh, Dr. Dhumal post that, uh, you know, supported our initiative. Uh, we set up a small campus uh, with research on the forefront. And this was 2005, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, when we seeded this. And then we built the whole structure. So the great news was that, you know, I had the entrepreneurial side of it on building this enterprise. Mm-hmm. But Dr. Khosla had, uh, you know, years of experience on how a research institute can be built. Mm-hmm. And as we stabilized the platform, which was basically, I'll explain you later, how we built the platform. Mm-hmm. The idea was to get the best from the world to the mountains. Mm-hmm. So we actually invited uh, postdocs from across the world to set up independent labs mm-hmm. uh, at this platform. Mm-hmm. And as it grew, we had 18 to 20 labs working 24 to 7. Research started coming out. Uh, the government helped us and established it as an independent university as a platform. Fantastic. So that's how it uh, you know came along. And it's a not-for-profit initiative focused on creating an impact on Himachal as a society. Wow. And largely as well. And what is the meaning of the word Shulini? So Shulini is uh, the name of the local goddess. Okay. It's the uh, incarnation of uh, Madurga. Uh-huh. And uh, Solon basically uh, was based on a village called Shulini. Uh-huh. So Shulini Ma is, uh, uh, you know, the deity of the town. So okay. we thought it will be the best to name. What a great name Shulini to select for a university. So let me first start by asking you, Vishal, there are so many, you know, educational institutions around the country. What are you doing differently at Shulini that, uh, you know, a lot of the other well-established institutions haven't done? And you have been speaking about laboratories. Tell me about that also. 
So Ashutosh, what we realized was in the initial years of you know designing this plan mm-hmm. that why Indian institutions are not being able to create impact on the host society. Mm-hmm. I mean, typically, if you see you see the Bay Area or anything else, typically they are built around great institutions. Mm-hmm. All enterprises built around great institutions. All global solutions are built around great solutions. But in India, if I ask with all due respect to all my colleagues in the academia. how many of our lead institutions you know who are otherwise being producing on the best talent for the world mm-hmm. have been able to create an impact on their local towns on their local communities and there's a question mark there i don't say there's no impact but it's not significant impact mm-hmm. so what we decided was that we'll keep research first so we were one of the first ones to think that we will be a research led university and everyone who's part of the community will actually innovate and do research mm-hmm. so people starting you know their career in first year undergrad program to a phd guy everyone's encouraged to innovate to file ip mm-hmm. to uh, do their publications mm-hmm. and think beyond the obvious okay. and yes what we did was we kept a common uh, thread which was mm-hmm. the himalayas mm-hmm. we said himalayas is your lab we didn't have the money actually mm-hmm. we had a case study mm-hmm. that today shulni is actually uh, in the qs ranking recently was ranked uh, among the top 2 in the country on the research publications wow. that we produce mm-hmm. and number 6th in asia mm-hmm. with i think uh, 100th of the resource that's required to build and operate an iit mm-hmm. so we've been able to do that with very minimal resources mm-hmm. and the complete idea was that we enable people mm-hmm. we give them a nice anchor in the himalayas but tell them to treat the himalayas as the lab so Thank that's you. the experiment we are running right now mm-hmm. and uh, as i share with you last uh, just about couple of weeks back Uh, even the times higher education uh, recognized our efforts and in one field that's energy you know energy management for a community we were actually number 2 in the world wow and overall we are top 200 in the world so for a young university which is around 12 years old mm-hmm. to achieve that uh, the principle was that uh, we are only for research research and research and research does not mean science mm-hmm. research means innovation in any domain so Phenomenal. that's our uh, mantra yeah normal and vishal when you talk of uh, 24 labs what is the the is the function of these labs is just research or what is it yeah so ashutosh we started so i'll just tell you the story the idea was when we seeded the yeah so i said that we if you would really want to build quality research we need people who are exposed to quality research mm-hmm. so 24 was the initial number now i operate more than 200 labs okay so uh, the initial 24 number was set in where we invited actually we wrote more than 1000 letters Okay. to indian postdocs sitting in, in uh, mostly in the eastern part of the world mm-hmm. in seoul in taiwan in mm-hmm. japan australia and also the western part germany the non english speaking communities mm-hmm. where dr khosla knew that you know there's a challenge where after you touch 35 40 these postdocs want to come back to india because of their next generations education learning mm-hmm. and they don't want their, their kids to be in an alien environment Mm. and that was a sweet spot so we invited around 20 postdocs from top global campuses mm. including nih us seoul national taiwan japan the tokyo university and you know other places mm. and these couples came in we gave them complete freedom to set up their initial lab and continue their work which they were doing uh, in their parent institution mm. so what it gave shulni was a big kickstart right. where we had someone who's exposed for 15 to 18 years in a top global lab Mm-hmm. we immediately had a collaboration with a top global university as a young university and we enabled these young minds we made them comfortable we gave them beautiful house in the mountains mm-hmm. uh, we enabled their community we got their kids engaged in the local community and that just happened you know and as this experiment grew as i speak today we'll have more than 100 postdocs working for us mm-hmm. uh, we have more than 300 scientists working mm-hmm. we have today i think one of the highest uh, uh, density of 
top 2% world scientists. Mm. We even have two top 1% scientists in the world. Wow. So the community is strengthened up to quite an extent of that platform. Amazing. Amazing. And, you know, you, you mentioned that a lot of these postdocs became back because uh, they wanted their children to study in India before they could maybe overseas. Yeah. My question to you, Vishal, is that Indian parents will do anything to educate their children. You know, people yeah. mortgage Absolutely. homes. Education has always been very, very strong in our DNA. Why? Where is the gap between expectations and delivery? for the parents and children when it comes to institutions? See, as, uh, as, as that's my feel and sense of things of, mm -hmm. you know, I've spent more than 17 years in academia now. The thing is that India is stuck between, uh, you know, a more socialist approach to, you know, a more capitalist approach. Mm -hmm. so unfortunately, in India today, if I'm a, uh, you know, road contractor and mm -hmm. who build a national highway or a bridge, mm -hmm. I get 25 years of funding. Mm -hmm. And government says roads are important. But government does not say the same stance for education institutions. Okay. We are really short on supply. Mm. It's not about quality. See, if we don't open up the sector, if we don't tell people to, and I'm not saying for profit, I'm saying even for not for profit, mm. but don't trade it as infrastructure. So if you don't create the quality supply chain, mm. see, this is a golden opportunity for India where we are going into an exponential growth phase. Mm. We took around 60 years, as you know, to get our first Correct. trillion. We took another eight to do another trillion. We'll take mm. another five and then we'll get into that extreme exponential stage where one and a half, two years, we'll be adding a trillion. Mm. We are the youngest population in the world. Correct. If we don't give them the opportunity to learn from the best, uh, we will lo lose the whole cycle mm. of growth. And then maybe we'll take another 30 years or 40 years for India to come back and become a world leader. Mm. So the great news here is, yes, there's been a lot of red and I've seen a lot of struggle in opening up education and giving the right supply to the community on, you know, uh, uh, having the right quality of education, as to say. Recently, the Prime Minister's office and the UGC have been very aggressive. So mm -hmm. last two years, I personally believe in the next two to three years, uh, India will disrupt education the way they disrupted, uh, you know, FinTech. Mm. So the government uh, of India today is doing some amazing work. Uh, the new UGC chairman, they're very focused on opening up the Indian education sector. Mm. enabling kids with having an option of modular learning where a student wants a one-year program six months program four-year program he's not stuck with taking up a standard program running entire life on that program because he's an engineer or he's a liberal arts student yeah. inviting you know international campuses to come in mm. so i think that's the right direction uh you know learning online so i think learning online government of india has really opened up now mm. there's a lot of stigma around it you know about three years back Mm. But today they're saying if you're enabled, come forward and uh, uh, we'll help you with the platforms and knowledge. Mm. So that's principally what we need to do. Uh, you know, create that supply, inspire young minds. Fascinating. And yet, you know, when you look at it from your other businesses, and when I talk to so many other business leaders, the constant thing I, I hear is we don't get the right people. And then when you talk to young people, they say we're not getting the right jobs. Yeah. Where is this mismatch? And it's coming from education. It does. And Ashutosh is really sad. So uh, I joke with my wife that, you know, there's something called the new rich, you know, when there's a developing economy. Mm -hmm. And uh, on a similar notion, there's some notions which stay with the country for a certain time, which is also mm -hmm. on, uh, you know, the academic side or the professional side. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, when you speak to uh, industry leaders today, mm -hmm. they're still, you know, bracketed their search mm -hmm. to finding talent to the top cities and top campuses, okay. which are historic now. You mm. know, they're great campuses, I'm not saying, mm. but they need to look beyond. So one, they need to start trusting the new supply chain that's coming in from uh, rural and semi-urban India mm. and 
Ashutosh, I work with these kids. The kind of appetite these kids have, uh, my children don't have. Mm. Because they have everything. They are enabled. Mm. You know, these kids are, these, these guys do exactly what we were doing when we were kids because we belonged to a small village. Yeah. We had aspiration when we saw our cousins from Delhi who had, uh, you know, a different lifestyle. Mm. We aspired for that. And you want to do anything you want to do in life to achieve mm. that. Mm. So I think the gap is on both sides. One, the industry needs to start trusting parallel supply chains and giving their due. The second is we need a little bit of overlap. So we are doing a couple of experiments right now with a lot of corporates in different domains. We were saying, why don't you take up the responsibility for six months mm -hmm. for these kids to experience live learning? Right. You know, and we can provide online parallel this thing. Mm -hmm. And this experiment works very well. One, the student who goes into these uh, campuses or these uh, uh, you know companies to work in, he understands the work environment. He finds a job fit. Two, his retention is better. Three, we as an academic institution, our teachers are trained with the corporate to understand what the needs of the corporate are today. Right. So I think this experiment needs to be, though it's still at an experiment stage, we are doing around 300 odd students right now on this experimental platform. But I, I am seeing early success. So I'm seeing that uh, experiments like these can really help uh, bridge the gap. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. And uh, there's also often a, a debate that should we, encourage a lot of students to go into vocational training is that an answer or does you know coming a, a graduate change aspirations see i personally believe today even a youtube video mm -hmm. can be an amazing uh, you know learning platform and change someone's life correct you know today uh, there's uh, a domestic help i have at home she's from nepal and uh, she started till around fifth sixth standard she's been with us for you know a couple of years now she's been she does better, uh, you know, this is out of the kitchen only because, you know, she's enabled through, you know, channels like YouTube and social media. So learning is endless today. So I personally believe as the quality of learning is there, we need all spectrums of learning. Mm -hmm. It's not about a formal degree program. Mm -hmm. It's not about, uh, you know, a vocational program. It's not about online learning. Mm -hmm. As long as you can learn and you can get inspired and you can deliver what's desired, there's space for everyone. Because right. when we go into this dream growth stage for India, Mm. I personally believe everyone has a space. The only fear we have is, the only fear and the biggest dread we have is mm. that a guy spends four years of his life doing an engineering program or a management program or a liberal arts program and goes through, uh, you know, something which is mediocre or below, uh, you know, par uh, standards. Mm. So that can be a red because then you're producing manpower which cannot deliver. Uh, they'll be frustrated because they spend four, year, four years of their life in a formal education system mm. and still are unemployable. Mm. So vocational training for a country like ours, I think is a must, but yes, it should not be tick in the box. Uh, it should be genuine vocational training yeah. and that's what will enable the legs and hands for the country. Yeah. Very interesting. So one more question related to education and then I move to your avatar as an investor. Uh, a question that is often asked uh, is that why are Indian universities not producing enough research papers? And you said you are the number two in the world. Uh, and why is not enough research happening in our premier institutions? See, again, focus, lack of focus. Now, today our institutions are saying that uh, Times Higher Education is not the right platform. Mm. Even if you see NRF, that's uh, marked research on a lower platform than the global standards. Mm. So when you go to the global standards, almost 30% of your uh, marking is on research. Mm. And happy to share that today on 30, Shulni scores at 29.1 which is equivalent to some of the best in the world, including Cambridge, MIT, and Oxford. Mm. And there are a couple of other young IITs, mm. which are also achieving that feat. Mm. 
but our larger institutions which are historic institutions they've somehow lost the focus mm. on delivering scale and research they're currently in that contest that this is not the right way to measure the impact of an institution mm. so it's everyone's own call but i think if the world is following dhe or qs as a world standard for uh, measuring the outcome of an institution mm. we all need to align to these platforms and create output so i think it's only focus they have the best resources they have people i mean the best in the country or the world go to them as uh, you know students or teachers or as a community uh-huh. so there's no reason they can't produce mm-hmm. and we are seeing that you know so some of the like iit roper is doing exceptionally well so some of the young iits are producing much better research and impact than some of the legacy institutions so that's a clear case there well said well said i think what your message is clear that then the people have to start looking beyond the traditional uh, top colleges because there are many many more institutions that have come up around the country so vishal now moving on to your role as an investor you invest in a multiple cross section of businesses you know from hospitality to education to healthcare to technology how do you manage such diverse businesses so ashutosh uh, frankly i personally believe that uh, my business is only one mm. uh, my business is to enable good partnerships mm. and typically i look at long term capital assets those are my key strengths yeah. so anyone who wants to come to my side of the country that mm. is himachal yeah uh, wants a reliable partner yeah uh, needs long term capital structuring i'm ready to work as long as i understand the partner mm. so i work with some of the best in the world in all the domains that i work in Mm. i trust them for what they can deliver on that part of the industry this mm. my ultimate aim is that what can i give back to my state mm. i am a pure mountain boy i love the mountains and mm. my only um, you know nirvana is like in life is that how i can give back to my state correct so so that's the principle i follow mm. as long as it adds value to my state mm. it's a world recognized institution or a partner mm. i love to enable them uh, in my part of the world so that's the formula i follow for my investments amazing amazing and uh what do you look for uh before making an investment other than of course your focus on the state absolutely so see i am a traditional brick and mortar guy principally mm. uh, my belief is that at a micro level when i do a pilot of any project i start so i typically do the pilot under my nose so mm. i'm very very focused on the first 2 to 3 years of strengthening any partnership that i do Mm-hmm. as personally on my desk i become the ceo ceo whatever is required and spend full time there mm-hmm. my only focus there is that can it be made as a single unit uh, financially viable mm-hmm. so i don't really understand the large term uh, you know valuation games and other right. games come into play mm-hmm. my principle is very simple that at a micro level if a unit can be made inherently viable mm-hmm. and create value for the society that is hosting the uh, you know enterprise mm. uh, there's a very high chance of success for you know for the taking it to multiple cities towns um, mm. or to the world mm. so that's my principle of investing very interesting so now let me uh, move and ask you a few questions on shulini life sciences and your rna vax bio tell me a little bit about these businesses so uh, typically these were both were impact businesses again which mm-hmm. were seeded out of shulini university Mm-hmm. uh rna wax bio uh, you know is my latest uh, investment which i did about 2 years back mm-hmm. uh, one of my friends back uh, from school you know from solon again mm-hmm. so he always uh, tells me that you know the reason i am at mit is you because you know i gave him a prospectus of pilani mm-hmm. uh, with pilani mm-hmm. uh, earlier days because you had postal this thing so i got one i gave him one mm-hmm. copy 
and he ended up going there and then went to MIT worked at Bob Langer's uh, you know mm-hmm. lab mm-hmm. and he spent most of his time last almost two decades developing the mrna technology mm-hmm. so he called me as covid set in and he said vishal i worked my entire life on this space mm-hmm. he was part of the seed team of moderna and pfizer mm-hmm. i want to get this technology back to india mm-hmm. can you help me mm-hmm. i said why not so that's how we seeded uh, rna wax bio the mm-hmm. idea of the platform is to first create one of the leading design labs mm. uh, for the entire pharmaceutical industry or the healthcare industry in the country mm. uh, to become a go-to place for any mrna design uh, requirements mm. uh, so basically the ip patents design developing delivering is the toughest part in mrna mm. this delivery has to be done in a very specific manner of delivering mm. a protein to a certain mm. cell so that's what we uh, you know have expertise on Mm. And in the 18 months, I'm happy to share that we've been able to develop the basic platform. Mm. Uh, we are one of the first in the country to develop the entire mRNA, uh, you know, independent uh, stra- uh, strands, mm-hmm. and primarily working on uh, South Asian diseases like dengue and malaria. So that's what era RNA Vax is all about. Mm. Uh, uh, we are currently, you know, looking at setting up uh, both. a uh, world class design lab again in the himalayas i want to keep it to the mountains mm-hmm. and also uh, one of the product lines which is basically a precursor to an mrna drug we want to disrupt it from uh, you know the western world controlling it because it's very very expensive correct i personally believe because i have the expertise and we have a huge uh, uh, you know lineup of quality manpower mm-hmm. the space mm-hmm. uh, i we can actually disrupt the whole space as far as the pricing of mrna drug goes amazing amazing So I have time for one more question, Vishal, and this is for the many, many people who will listen to our conversation. Based on your amazing journey uh, and you know creating so many different businesses in such strong partnerships from around the world, and what is absolutely impressive is how you're focusing entirely on the mountains and your own state. What would you say are three lessons you would want a lot of our viewers and listeners to take away from your journey and our conversation? so i mean uh, there certain things that i believe in i'll just like to share those Absolutely. i think uh, and i hope it's of benefit to certain people yeah. but my belief first is in my state and my country mm-hmm. i believe we are in a nirvana state we are yeah. one of the most beautiful countries in the world yeah. and we should all focus and give back to our country we yeah. should build our careers there i think yeah. india has to have india offers us everything correct you know? kind of lifestyle we have the kind of opportunity we have in the next two decades mm-hmm. so i think india is my primary uh, focus and i'll request everyone to focus on the country the world is looking towards us mm-hmm. all vibeo conferences we go to everyone's knocking us you know how can i enter india how can i enter correct. india correct. so correct. india is my number one thing number two i think a lot of people where they falter is on execution mm-hmm. so ideas are common ideas are generated because of the ecosystem you are in yeah i personally focus on execution as long as you are execution is great and that's where india also lacks right. we got build a straight road today also yeah mm-hmm. all uh, you know hats off to uh, our uh, you know minister mr gadkari who's mm-hmm. done a brilliant job on building the scale of roads mm-hmm. but today also the quality of road is not comparable to what so execution is the key Correct. you know in any and luckily we are gaining strength there but we have to learn execution from the japanese correct so do it to the end and yeah. uh, lastly i think that's my strong belief what gives me strength in my life mm. is you know something very small i seeded couple of years back mm. to give back to the society mm. so i personally believe it's not about the scale of thing even yeah. if you can adopt one child on their education uh, take care of even your domestic health you know to enable something more in his or her life mm. that he would not have achieved that will be the source of strength that's your true prayer 
so that gives you so much strength through your life it's really amazing so those are the typical three learnings that i have from uh, you know whatever i've done in life fantastic we shall on that note and your amazing uh, three pieces of advice from your own learnings which is you know focus on my own state and my own country give back as much as possible focus on execution which i've also always said the, our life mantra has to be execute execution 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 and third bag third one which is give back to society thank you so much for speaking to me thank you for talking to me about your amazing journey about your the way you have built shulini university into the powerhouse it is in just 12 years thank you for talking to me about academia and all the things that are being done right and what more can be done and finally thank you for speaking to me about your own investment philosophy and how you work on enabling good partnerships thank you again and good luck thank you ashutosh thank you so much it was such a privilege to come to this platform and have me thank you so much thank you for listening to the brand called you video cast and podcast a platform that brings you knowledge experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals you can also follow us on youtube facebook instagram and twitter just search for the brand called you